Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Just like the mother in our story, she's Mother Earth. And we must come to balance with her and honor her. And she'll heal too. Being in step with the emerging diversity that's happening because of all those who marched and fought in the past and those who've picked up the baton today. I mean, after all, art has always been not just in step with history, but has led the way. So let's be leaders. It's hard to see the effects it's having on our children. Has this conversation taken place in your home? Mom, I'm scared about going back to school. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want to get you and Dad sick. Uh, let me answer the question for you. Uh, no, that conversation has not taken place in any homes. <laughs> well, I think Unless that- the, uh, your six-year-old also happens to be a member of the teacher's union, which is unlikely. Well, I think there are parents that have... Uh, scared their children about it (laughs) who have told their kids like the reason why you have to be home is because you're going to kill people if you go to school you'll kill mommy and daddy like i think oh i think now (laughs) i mean there's no doubt that there are parents who are scaring the hell out of their kids because the parents Mm -hmm. and the kids are more resilient than the parents in a lot of uh, cases i mean all you have to do is look back to to the 2016 election and we know how this is there are people who are because of politics and what was on the tv damaged from the 2016 election right i mean so i mean i think that conversation probably is taking place in some homes because the parents have made their children scared to go back to school now at this point so that what you just heard was the los angeles unified school district their new program the la county school district has just launched a daily pass it sounds fun, doesn't it? Daily Pass, mm-hmm. which is a QR code thing. It's designated to coordinate health checks, COVID tests, and vaccinations for a safe reopening of the schools. I can imagine what uh, the the great Microsoft tie-in 
to get the unions to say, okay, fine. If you should, another way to make it more difficult, mm-hmm. you know, more. No, you have to have an extra thing on you. Then, if you're going to do that to us, you have to hurt too, just like us. Sort of like the golden ticket in Willy Wonka. Everybody uh, with the daily pass can easily get into the school building. The superintendent uh, Austin Bettner said, "Everybody loves their kids <laughs> to have to scan a QR code." It's school. sort of like Willy Wonka. Yeah, sort of like that. If it wasn't more like a concentration camp, sort of like Willy Wonka, where everybody has to scan all the children. Daily Pass developed with support from Microsoft generates a unique QR code for each student. <laughs> Excellent. This is perfect. Why not a tattoo? I mean, is that not is that too antiquated? And staff member uh, in authorized entry to specific, you know, authorizes entry to specific Los Angeles Unified location for that day only, mm-hmm. as long as the individual receives a negative result test result. So don't think you're getting around this. And here is the uh, the actual spot, the creepy, weird, <laughs> uh, psychedelic. I don't, try not to use dystopian, Alice, because everybody uses it. But it is a creepy. I'm trying not to use 1984 either. So uh, where is that, Tom? Here we go. Here's the LA, and it's so happy. The, the the new barcode to scan your child every day before they're ushered into different uh, sections of the camp school, I mean, um, you know, are fun. These are meant to be fun. There's never been anything like this virus in our lifetime. Often, it's hard to see the effects it's having on our children. Has this conversation taken place in your home? Mom, I'm scared about going back to school. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want to get you and Dad sick. Our scientists... There are protests and demonstrations all through L.A. with students and parents Mm -hmm. trying to get back into school. So this kid, I don't want to go back to school yet, uh, is uh, atypical, I would say, (laughs) to say the very least. Tell us there are three things we must do to stay safe. Wear masks, make sure we social distance, and wash our hands. And now, your school, with the help of Microsoft Corporation, has created another. Nothing. That is... Microsoft, I mean, didn't they do the... No, it was Apple who did the big blue commercial with Mm -hmm. the evil IBM looking down at everybody, right? Yeah. Jesus, Silicon Valley has changed a lot now. Now that we are for that. The monolith works together with the state control to scan the children. Oh, my God. Pass, your exclusive ticket for safely going back to school. Each week, you can schedule your free on-campus COVID test. Your exclusive ticket. It's an exclusive ticket. Yeah. For, to safely. It's not an odd sorting and tracking device. No. No, I know, because exclusive... then obviously what they're going to do is they're going to, since you have to scan your barcode to get into buildings or into areas, then they'll know who else you were with. So, you know, they can easily pull up if you ever have a positive COVID test, they can pull up all the other barcodes that were in the same area as your barcode that had scanned in in the same time frame so that they can isolate all those kids. So, I don't know. You didn't see what Canada's doing? No. So Canada, so this goes along with this. This is, I assume, what comes next after the QR code. Okay. Right? So Canada now has this rule. This was, Hold on a second. I'm going okay. to just we'll play the rest of my daily QR pass. Code. The results are displayed in your daily pass. And if you choose to take your test off campus, you can post the results in your daily pass. 
and the moment vaccinations are available, you'll simply be able to schedule yours through your daily pass. But the real magic is your daily That is your location and uh, status log, uh, <laughs> mandatory status log. You can call it daily pass all you want and show smiling animations, but this is a uh, tracking and status device for you, for your kids, for the least at-risk group of people in the country, right. in the In world. order to attend public schools. Right. The kids are to be burdened more. Where is your daily pass? I didn't have my daily pass. <laughs> you will return home. The, your parents have done something wrong. Let's see their passes. Knock on their doors. Check for passes. So I have a question, too, because in the th- in the little movie, it looks like the daily pass is on a device. Mm-hmm. So are they assuming that every kid has some kind of smartphone to bring around with them and scan everywhere they go? There better be a way to get your daily or pass. Or do you print it? Or like, Because not everybody has printers either. I don't we know strongly you're... encourage everybody to pick up their winning ticket device. <laughs> we strongly encourage it. Daily health check. Just answer a few simple health questions every day. And like magic, your entrance ticket appears. Like magic, it appears. This is what a wonderful activity this is. There's nothing sinister <laughs> about this whatsoever. Like, Harry Potter. <sighs> like magic, you can be incarcerated in one of the new containers south of the uh, border. Right. All those kids have little daily passes to the little concrete uh, dwellings that they live in mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It's like magic. I'm I'm afraid uh, and it's cold and I'm lonely and I'd like to be back with my parents. Um, you know what? Think of it as a winning ticket. Mhm. Man. Welcome back. Anyway, it's more happy scenes of parents and kids happening and picking each other up. And can you not bite the cord to the? Uh oh, is it? My other children? Oh, Sally. So how did it go? Dad, I have to admit, I was scared at first, but then I felt so safe. It was so good to be back. Oh my! Thanks God. for keeping me safe. I love you so much. The daily pass is totally routine. Nothing's abnormal about this tracking system for every five-year-old. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The daily pass. <sighs> hey, Sarah, why don't you take that microphone downstairs and play rock and roll with mom, with Sally? Okay? Mm-hmm. And they'll record it on their iPads. You guys, do rock and roll shows on your iPads. iPads. Because mommy has to go to work soon, so our window of being able to do this is going to close very shortly. Salad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Show us when you're done. Oh. All right, all right. I'm going <laughs> to move on. You just missed a major injury that happened. He just threw the microphone point blank at Sally. Did he? Did he hit you? Yeah, right in the chest with the microphone, oh. like hard from a foot away. Is that on camera? No, I don't okay. think it was pointing the right way for that. But Sally, consider it a winning ticket. <laughs> it's a good thing. Okay, this, oh. the siege is over for right now. We'll see what happens here. So that's a daily pass. Congratulations. Pretty soon your kids will. You can call mm-hmm. them by their uh, QR code names or their barcode names going forward. That's right. Your kids now are a bunches, a bunch of uh, binary, X's, ones and zeros mm-hmm. right now. So there's nothing freaking scary, ridiculous, and oppressive about that. Right. So, and then, like I was saying, the next 
stage of this is they're going to have the guidelines based on who else they've been around. So if you happen to live in the Peel region of Canada, the guidelines that parents were issued for their kids that are in school is basically, so if one kid in their class tests positive, then all the kids in that class have to stay home, right? Because they've now been exposed. But um, here's their directions that they send You've home. you made daily pass on happy. What to do if your child is dismissed from school or childcare and does not have any symptoms. This is for children ages 4 to 10. Mm-hmm. The child must self-isolate, which means stay in a separate bedroom, eat in a separate room apart from others, use a separate bathroom if possible. The child must, If the child must leave their room, they should wear a mask and stay two meters apart from others. It is strongly recommended to test for COVID on or after the date listed in your letter. Any other child who lives at the same address should stay home from school or child care until the child who is a close contact returns to school. But other children do not need to self-isolate in a separate room, but they should not go out to play with friends or see family who don't live it with you. Going forward. So, so if your kid is in the same... This is a kid who is not mm-hmm. sick. This is a kid who has no symptoms, but who has merely been in the same room as a kid who it turns out now has COVID. Mm-hmm. You have to keep them in their room alone not allowed to see the rest of the family for 14 days. So parents have it's been... It's just like solitary confinement. <laughs> so parents, kids ages 4 to 10. Yes. So, and not let them out and not, like, be with them. So parents have been no. posting about this on Twitter, like, this is really hard. My kids are crying because they can't see each other and they're talking to each other through the baby this monitor. This frozen? Like, so, yeah, Jesus. basically. Do you so, want to build a snowman? Also- Shut up! You've lost <laughs> daily pass privileges! Your daily pass shows you were too near another child who is now positive for COVID. And again, this is a kid who's not sick. Right, but he must be punished. Right, so they're they're now debating this because people... So a bunch of people were posting about having to do this on Twitter, and people from America, where we're free, (laughs) there's a $5,000 fine if you don't do it, too. No! Yes, a $5,000 That's totally healthy for our society, I think. So then, totally healthy. So Put your kid are- in the isolation chamber and lock him in there. And don't let him out, or you lose five thousand dollars. So, people like from America are going, "This can't be real. This must be a hoax." Are you serious? Who would do this to your child? And then people are saying, "This is what they told us to do, and they told us there's a five thousand dollar fine if we." They don't call do it the it. Uh, winning ticket program for some reason. We don't know why. Can you imagine that? So imagine your poor kid gets sent home from school. They, they're now not allowed to see their friends, and you lock them in their room. They're like five years old, and you're this like... This has got to be a way... You know what this is? This is just a way to use shaming as a tool. You see? You see what's happening to you right now? Well, when you see little Joshua again, you remember. <laughs> you let him know that you remember that he caused you to go in the hole for 15 days. <laughs> remember what he did. So take it out on him. And all... By the way, you parents of little Joshua, who now have resulted in the rest of the kids being in solitary confinement mm-hmm. now for 15 days yeah um feel shame feel publicly shamed for this you're going to need to because you've imprisoned everybody else's kids can now, you hi, imagine Betty, how you doing i'm not talking to you right now because uh lydia is cutting herself on day 10 of her incarceration <laughs> because joshua came to school <laughs> can Jesus. you imagine the psychological trauma for a kid that you as their parent is are treating them this way refusing to see them or eat with them or like hug them i mean i'm sorry but i would be leaving the country if that were if i were being told by my government to do that 
It's just freaking fantastically ridiculous. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, it's a, it's incredible that people actually did it. Although, like, I understand that the five thousand dollar fine probably is kind of scary. But I like I can't imagine doing that. Where are all the ambulance chasing lawyers? We need them. This is your time to redeem yourselves. <laughs> you are needed for about six thousand class action suits. So some people are suing school districts and stuff. Good for kids that you know have self harmed or. Uh, Whatever. There's um. There's uh, also walk it off, right? Yeah, kids when, are resilient. That's right. It's... Um, you know who else uh is now? They're saying is his death is due to lockdowns. Is Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos? Oh, really? Which is um, you know, you're familiar with Zappos. It's shoes, but it's clothing. It's like yeah. a ton of stuff. They were purchased by Amazon in 2009, and the guy's been the CEO of it forever. He was he's you know a really creative entrepreneurial businessman kind of guy and he's like in his 40s and died in a house fire this year and people are like wow that's like crazy so it turns out people are now coming forward and saying that he had been depressed and like the after the covid lockdown spiraled into this crazy depression and was doing drugs and like got in with a bad crowd of people and like that's what happened that's how his house managed to get burned down and he died because you know, he his life spiraled out of control from the lockdowns, just like destroyed him as a person. So, you know, it's I I don't think that we're done seeing the effects of this, and I don't think that this is going to go away for a You're long. You're upsetting time. daily pass Alice. after you lock your child into a room for fourteen days and treat them like a pariah. But the music's happening. There's never been anything like mm-hmm. this virus in our lifetime. Nurturing Often, voice. it's hard to see the effects it's having on our children. Has this conversation taken place in your home? Mom, I'm scared about going back to school. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want to get you and Dad sick. Man, the gaslighting happening from the school district. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great how the projection, you know, the school district says, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we want to get the kids back in school. Somebody's keeping them from being in there. It's you. Right. Like it's you, it's yeah. not me. It's you. Yeah. You're making me get daily pass. So I just want them to walk in. Right. No, and we can't until we take some good, uh, aggressive measures like daily pass. Working with Microsoft. Right. And in the meantime, the Berkeley Teachers Union president was um, spotted. She's no, 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 been no, no, dropping uh, her kid off. Wait, why at are you saying her? It's preschool? a dude. Oh, is it? I don't yes, know. I saw lots of people say it, uh, her. Okay, you it probably thought it was a her because the fellow who's a white fellow. <laughs> Has long dreadlocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just saw the picture. and I, Yeah. Or long his, cornrows, whatever. His two-year-old daughter, right. Okay. Right. Y- yes. <sighs> but I thought that, anyway, I saw a lot of people. So he's up. sending his daughter off to uh, preschool. Yes, and somebody busted him, thankfully. Uh, and he dr- got caught on video doing it, so there you go. This is no time to comply. I hate to tell you. I, I understand that there are those people who, even at three in the morning, will stop at the red light and wait all for like three minutes for it to change. <laughs> I understand that there's that personality exists. Uh, it's time to discard with that part of your personality for the time being. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to take advantage of it all the way. I mean, and we yes. see this. We go hiking in the woods and there's people and there's like no one for hundreds of yards in any direction. And there's people with like two masks on. And you're going like, what? How do you think viruses work? I just, it boggles my mind that people comply with every insane thing that they come up with you know what i'm gonna take more of a winning ticket approach to the show else <laughs> and celebrate you know why mm-hmm. why it's what 10 omens history month 
We make sense. <laughs> it's Watan Omen's History Month, or Wixobman's History Month, <laughs> this uh, month, and uh, they've got a... There's a, an ad campaign for it. Women creators are shaping the gaming space by building amazing communities, supporting each other. There are so many beautiful, vibrant, talented, incredible women content creators on Twitch. Women creators are shaping this industry in such a beautiful way simply by being themselves. I celebrate women on Twitch every day by being the, the representation that I seek. I decided to start streaming shortly after I came out publicly. To me, the biggest reason was that I wanted to create the representation that I never really saw out there growing up. I have this little corner of the internet. So this I'm is women on Twitch, the video game thing. Yeah. And that's fine. I it's not for time shadow. Um this isn't my crowd. It's fine. They seem very nice. The only problem is is that the all of the graphics say Women's History Month with a W X M A N S. No, it's W O M X N. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, so oh, I see. So that Wimixens. So, okay, so now it gets rid of cats because it would say it man. It won't say men in it. You don't want men to be in your Women's History Month. Now, why not? Because men are that we don't like the. It's just the symbolism of having the woman doesn't mean man. It means woman. Mm-hmm. But the word derives from the word man. It doesn't. You can't have that. Because yeah, men you have, don't want, been, have done bad. Yeah. So you're going to be... So you don't want the implication. So And this is actually true in like several languages. So like in Latin, puar means boy. Puala means girl, which is like a diminutive form of puar. It's like, oh, it's like a, we have a boy and then we have this like smaller kind of boy-like thing that's not quite a boy. It's like a small, slightly defective boy. You know, so so the implication is that it's like that women are like secondary, kind of. If you use a word that's derivative, that's a derivative. Seems like word, a bit of uh, a uh, it's a wasteful hang-up to have. It <laughs> doesn't know, seem like it's very useful. It seems like maybe reprioritizing uh, one's. Uh, and I'm not issues. sure that putting an X in the middle of the word really solves the problem because you're still using the word women that means like right. coming from. All man, that would mean then... to me seeing that is okay, I got somebody with a freaking problem. <laughs> a built in problem, and now I've been alerted to it. It's women. <laughs> okay, it's Latinx. It's, you have to use a special word for me because I'm mad at you for stuff that I've been studying about. And I've been, I've had this uh, anger ginned up in me from nowhere. It gives me purpose. So you, I have special spellings, and I'm mad at you. And there's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Like, what a bunch of miserable people. I like the letter X. That <laughs> uh, I think it needs to be randomly in the middle of more words replacing Do I get vowels. to do any fun things like this? Can I declare fun stuff? Can I be throw an X somewhere? Anywhere? Sure, you can, can I do be fun stuff like this. TXM instead of Tom. Hi. All right. So that's it's Happy Women's History Month as well. I also don't. I, I mean, all all these. I mean, I also just like there is this. Women don't need a month. <laughs> do we not? <laughs> no, nobody. You, you you shouldn't. Why would anybody be so insecure as to need a month? I'd like a month about all the stuff I did, please. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. 
I understand. I, I I assume that could come from a place of privilege. I don't need a month. I don't need anything. I need to be left alone is what I want to be. Okay? I'm not, I don't want to learn more about why there are exes. Are you in, implying that women um, are not, <clears throat> that they don't have huge contributions to the gaming community? I think women have, women have been central to civilization. Since Some might say we've given birth to most I of would the say, people. In uh, it. M- many of them, maybe the majority, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I would say that women are uh, extraordinary people <laughs> who do extraordinary things. Some have professional accomplishments, or some have artistic accomplishments. Whatever. Some are 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 brilliantly uh, loving and affectionate. Some are tactician, or whatever. But there's it can be all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that. Oh no! I we want we want to be known as as uh, you know high achieving in a category where mostly people know think that men are right now. We want to be in that in that area to that space too now because we feel a deficiency if we're not in that area where the men are. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Who cares what, what if if men and women are are i don't it doesn't matter why do you freaking care it it, it must come from a place of insecurity that that is it mm-hmm. to to give a damn i mean i don't I, well right and it does i know we've talked about this before on here but it is um blatantly obvious that if you have to sit around like having a month and writing things on t-shirts like girls rule the world that you like don't really think that that's true you know Right. No guy walks around in a t-shirt that says guys rule the world because guys do rule the world, actually. So they don't feel the need to, like, print it on t-shirts to make themselves feel better. Yeah, but most guys don't rule the world. A handful well, right. of guys rule the world. Do you think that, like, I'm sitting around, you know, looking at uh, Justin <laughs> Trudeau going, oh, yeah, awesome, another guy is in office. Like, you're a flying frig? <laughs> No way. If anything, I am uh, a fan of the president uh, or premier, whatever she is, of New Zealand. I think she is a very uh, influential and important person. I mean, who cares? (laughs) Really? Like, who cares? Oh, somebody who's with some attributes like me is doing awesome. That's great. (laughs) Freaking cares. It's very odd. God. It's very odd. So, I mean, yeah, it's this weird, I don't really fully get it, and... Like, but, but also, like, I don't get Women's History Month, and I don't get. But if like, you're a woman, why do you want to be like the boys? Yeah, women are better than men. Mm-hmm. You I, know, I agree. You know, other than needing a month and throwing X's in words where they don't belong. Well, I don't think a lot of women do need a month. Like, I right, think if a, you sat point. down, a certain kind if of you right. did a poll and you polled a bunch of women and asked them which month of the year is Women's History Month, I guarantee you that like at least a third of women don't couldn't even tell you which month it is. Totally agree. I mean, it, I don't think it's on most people's radar at all. And I, also, by the way, not a great month. <laughs> I it, think it's because International Women's Day is in March. Uh, oh, well then. There which you is, go. So it's like a made up, in, which I refuse to participate in International Women's Day because as far as I can tell what it is, it's like a made-up communist holiday because they had to, like, when communists took over Eastern Europe, they had to get rid of all the religious holidays, so they did other stuff. Like, they did New Year's and, like, 
you know, had a Santa Claus type figure come on New Year's instead of Christmas and St. Nicholas, or they would have like International Women's Day instead of St. Valentine's Day or whatever. So you had to like, or, or, um, Labor Day, you know, the, the spring Labor Day, May 1st, you know, that's like, instead of Easter, you can have that, like a spring holiday that celebrates the workers of the world. Like, so they had to make up a host of pretend holidays. So an International Women's Day is one of those, which is why I don't put any stock in it. I refuse to like tweet a happy International Women's Day tweet or whatever, because I think it's BS. Can I put in to get that day off <laughs> out of respect? For my uh, for fellow women, sure. sure. Okay, um, so let's go through this a little bit here. A lot of this audio bores me, Alice. So it's going to be tough to get through it. Like, do I really care about Jen Saki and Nira Tandon? Or unless you think it's important, is it important? Um, I mean, I, I don't well, Jen Saki is a woman, mm-hmm. so you know what? It is woman, woman, and so is Nira Tandon. That's right. Who I do like, by the way. And <laughs> I, I, you just like angry women. I. Not all angry women. Near Tandon is one of them. Okay, uh, why is the administration going to bat for Nira, but uh, not fighting for 15 lira? You like it? You get it? I get it. It's Italian for money. I Yeah. The, the White House doesn't have 50 votes to confirm Nira Tandon as OMB director, and yet uh, we heard from the White House chief of staff say that the White House is going to fight their guts out, fight our guts out, was the phrase he used to get her confirmed. So why push for that and not push as hard, one could say, for raising the minimum wage? You could make the argument that the American people stand to benefit more from a higher wage than they would from a chosen OMB director. Well, I think that's mixing a few things um, kind of irresponsibly, if I'm just being totally <laughs> honest. Um, I would say on the minimum wage, the president included a raise of the minimum wage in his... Let me go on the record. Mm-hmm. I am fine with Jen Pisaki. Throwing a little attitude at a, mm-hmm. at a White House press corps. Saki bomb, that's what you like to say. That's right, that's what I like <laughs> to say. I am for that. It's um, Wimixton's History Month. I'm all for it. Package, because he felt strongly that it's long overdue, that men and women working hard, trying to make ends meet, shouldn't be living at the poverty level. That's why he put it in his package. There is a process that go- it goes through, a parliamentary process, it, when it's a reconciliation bill, as you know, but for people who haven't been following all the nitty-gritty of this, because it's a budgetary bill. Uh, that's why it went through the process. And, uh, you know, again, I would, I would send you to talk to leaders in Congress to see if they have the 50 votes necessary. I but- can't. Can't. I'm out. It's done. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I y- think that's just the point is the Jen Psaki backtalk a little bit. Right. You know, I think you're comparing things a little unfairly. Um, and okay, let's get to the Golden Globes. You watched the, all the Golden Globes uh, no, last no. night. You watched three hours of them, I remember. First of all, can you're we talk crying. about how unwatchable I've actually it seen is? Nomad's Land, and I, I got to tell you, although it is absolutely the documentation of what are surely Trump voters, I don't get why people. I admire, mm-hmm. like the guys from the from the Reason podcast, talked yeah. about it and cried. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? You didn't like it. I was I well. Frances McDormand is, is a really good actress, mm-hmm. and it was uh, you know docudrama. So yeah, those were a lot of those people were real people who live out there. So they're they're it was done well because they weren't camera shy and they were compelling. So 
it, there was some, something soothing about it and interesting about it. Certainly something horribly sad about it. Yeah. Um, these people essentially were... These people had been... Are, are displaced. Have you heard of van living? Um, yeah. So I read a bunch about this when... Um, you know that guy, um, Alex McCandless, John, uh, John Krakauer, who wrote Into the Nair, wrote a book about him, Into the Wild. Oh, you, got... you started reading that, right? We, didn't no, we? No, no, no. That's the... Bill Tri- Bryson. Oh. That's, no. So, but Alex McCandless was a kid who was like, I think he went to an Ivy League school even, but was like a well-educated, you know, suburban middle-class kid. And, um, you know, after graduating college and whatever, he uh, donated all his money to Oxfam abandoned his car in the desert and vanished off the grid and just, you know, wandered around, camped, hung out. Essentially, I didn't watch the Nomadland movie, but I assume it's like somewhat like that. You know, he's he essentially like lived homeless on purpose and like wandered a whole bunch of Western America, lived out in nature. He eventually, while living out in Alaska, um, died in his camp there and was found later. But um, did he get killed by a bear? No, he um he like ate some seed pods of something that he shouldn't have eaten or they weren't like ripe enough or I forget exactly what it was, but like he essentially he died of that. But um he had like hunted his own food and done all this stuff okay. and he had like survived a long time but screwed up that and um eventually died. But but anyway, so but that's like how I the way I kinda like heard about that and and learned about it that people live that way like on purpose like by choice and and do that kind of like modern day you know right there are these communities yeah i mean we've met some kind there are these communities and like we we know some folks who hang out at marinas you know some of those Mm -hmm. are similar although those people a lot of those people do very well but they're like not outcasts but they're they're uh, dissidents. Would you say dissidents? Uh, not they, a dissident, they've, exactly. They've joined these communities adjacent to, but not exactly in the society, normal society. Yeah. Right. So anyway, that's what the, the, that thing was. That's her, her driving around in the travails and mm-hmm. the people she meets and her family trying to normalize her, getting her back in. And uh, it, she just doesn't doesn't want to be. These people's lives have been have been destabilized and unsettled. In factory, the town factory, whatever closed. Mm-hmm. And in this case, she lost her husband, right. and so she had to sell her house. And she doesn't want to be settled. Right. And a lot of these people don't want to be. They want to be like embers, just escaping out until to run out the clock. Mm-hmm. You know, as simply as possible, and it was certainly a weird movie to watch. I could understand being, in, depending on what mood you are, getting upset about it. But I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, uh, I didn't, I didn't cry at the end. I was like, okay, the part where I cry is coming soon because the guys at Readings and Magazine are crying. That didn't happen. But I didn't see the Mark Ruffalo piece, which I don't know what it's about. Doesn't matter. I don't either. He won a Golden Globe, and naturally, if you're a Hollywood actor and you win a Golden Globe, it can't be like. Somebody at a Walmart winning employee of the month, where you where you speak like people, you have to speak like an insane person, and uh, you know preach to the world. At fifty four years, it is my humble belief that what will give us all the sadness and loss that we all have lived through, meaning, is our common humanity. 
What connects us is greater than what keeps us apart. And the more we include each other and see each other and hear each other, the faster we will heal our broken hearts and minds. We have a dying mother, just like the mother in our story. She's Mother Earth. And we must come to balance with her and honor her. And she'll heal too. So let's be courageous together, guys. And let's let's turn. In any bar in the country, you are moving your seat the hell away from this guy. <laughs> but course. he's an overpaid psychotic in Hollywood. And so we're supposed to take this as something spiritual. I mean, the, 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 the teachings, the words uh, are supposed to be enlightening. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, they're coming out of his mouth. He must feel proud about everyone. Yeah, and his wife is so it's like on Zoom, all that stuff. And his, like, I guess wife is with him in the Zoom meeting and she's like tearing up and like patting his hand during it. Like, yes, honey. Oh, that's so amazing. Like, it's just it's so Let's turn the page on the cruel past of this nation. The good news is inclusion and justice and care for Mother Earth is breaking. How is this not a sermon? <laughs> Oh, God. Out everywhere. The godly light of decency is breaking through the hideous dark storm. Oh, tiniest <laughs> blip of hope there for a moment that his connection was going to be lost. I mean. I love that it's a four screen and Hugh Grant's in one of those screens. And I could see that in his mind, he had left the building, gotten in a plane, and was flying the hell out of there. We've been living through. We are all in this together. We are the ones we've been waiting for. So let's do this now. I love you. The, um, this is, I call this piece a really dumb person gives a motivational speech. (laughs) We are the ones we've been waiting for. No, um, uh, red states or blue states. It's okay, Mark. You know, have somebody else write the words for you (laughs) as usual. Okay. Jesus. Uh, so also Jane Fonda won a one for freaking whatever. Is it like a lifetime achievement thing or something? Or was I she guess in so. something recently? A, a, a bunch of the only actor I know in this is Ted Danson, but a bunch of other actresses are in are are saying how what an inspiration she is at the beginning. There is a lot of glass on the floor from all of. Okay. <laughs> I think she's referring to the glass ceiling, Alice. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's what that reference is, if you didn't know. She broke it, they're trying to tell you. That's why the glass is now on the floor. Right, it's broken. It wasn't a labored and painful uh, way to put it, but fine. There is a lot of glass on the floor from all of the ceilings that she has shattered. Actress and activist. She's always marching on the front lines of the... Unfortunately, um, <laughs> the front lines, the front of, lines of the yeah, North Vietnamese Army and... <laughs> Which is uh, a problematic, considering we were at war with them, and she's sitting on their cannon. Good fights. She is my role model, a real-life superhero. She is confident, iconic, and independent. Sharp. Bold. She's- God, these people. They use, for everything they do, and usually it's when they preach to mm-hmm. us about pledging uh, fealty to Obama or to being a better person, during the um, COVID and during the George <laughs> Floyd stuff, they it's, they always overact bold, <laughs> strength, exuding confidence. It's, it's always in the theater. Like, at least Ted Danson just kind of says the word, because I think he probably feels silly, because he's like the nicest guy in Hollywood, and he's like, crap, this idiot, <laughs> another group of idiots just asked me to be in something, okay? 
Hold on, uh, Mary. It's an inspiration. Jane's is a career for the ages. I love you, Jane. No, that's not a half-assed hack line at all. <laughs> you know what? I'll do. Uh, I'll do career for the ages. Did anybody else have that? <laughs> That'll be my one for for this. Okay. I have confidence. I'm so proud to know you. I'm so proud to be your friend. Sending you so much love. Congratulations. There is nothing more. And this is National Women's Day uh, month, so there's nothing more artistically perfect than one woman piling on fake love and affection to another woman mm-hmm. outwardly in front of people. I love you, Katie. You are the best. You always own my heart and a little in a piece of my heart. Please, you better make sure you send me those pictures of you guys on vacation and your family. Will you? Okay. Thank you. I love you. There is something, and it, you know, at least 75% of the time that is happening, the woman is actually picturing murdering the other woman. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm explaining to you how women feel, Alice. It's <laughs> called Tom Tomsplaining. I want better uh, validation than, mm-hmm. Okay, Toxum. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Toxum. <laughs> you get an X now. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, all right. So that godforsaken thing is done. Do we play Fonda? <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. But there's a story we've been afraid to see and hear about ourselves in this industry. A story about which voices we respect and elevate and which we tune out. A story about who's offered a seat at the table and who is kept out of the rooms where decisions are made. So let's all of us including all the groups that decide who gets hired and what gets made and who wins awards. Let's all of us make an effort to expand that tent. Just now? You've been proclaiming yourselves to be the most noble people on earth for at least 60 years. Mm -hmm. Jane Fonda was born in 1893. Just now, in 2021, now we're making it better. You know what, guys? The moment has has come. The moment has come that we're going to share all this wonderful Hollywood infrastructure with minorities and other marginalized people. Now that it's all dried up and collapsing, um, we're out of here to Netflix. But you know what? Hollywood now, everybody can do. You're all welcome for a piece of the pie. God, how many times are they going to have these self-realizations and actualizations? We need to be better. We need to do better. Then be better and do better. And shut up about it. Darth Vader has entered the room. Hi, Darth. How are you? So that everyone rises and everyone's story has a chance to be seen and heard. I mean, doing this simply means acknowledging what's true, being in step with the emerging diversity that's happening because of all those who marched and fought in the past and those who've picked up the baton today. I mean, after all, art has always been not just in step with history, but has led the way. Yes. So let's be leaders. Ask Lenny Riefenstahl about art leading the way. Uh, okay, uh, just just got a quick review from a New York Times reporter on uh, CPAC last night. I assume it'll be um, fawning. It's hard to miss the fact that Trumpism has won. And, you know, it's, it's amazing as a woman watching that footage because it really is just mm-hmm. like a festival of toxic masculinity. All right, so uh, in a more serious issue, can you get the grab the Cuomo thing? New York Times Cuomo piece, I did send it. Yes. Um, and it is interesting. This, uh, you know, I, seeing or, or reading about this old guy, you know, 65-year-old 
hitting on a 25-year-old or whatever mm-hmm. she was at this time. This is Charlotte uh, Bennett. Uh, she is the second accuser. Is humorous because he's a big moron, etc. It gets less humorous as you dig into it more. Mm-hmm. Um, this this governor, this creep, tried to take advantage using a a damaging event in her life. Tried to um, gain power over her, and this is pretty damn dark. Um, right. So this is. Um this is the second former aide to Governor Andrew Cuomo accusing him of sexual harassment. Um, so he asked her questions about her sex life, whether she was monogamous, whether she had sex with older men. Um, and in particular, um, so uh, she had... Alice, I just want you to know, yeah. there's a lot of reasons why I will come home fired anytime mm-hmm. now, probably. Take comfort in it will not be for asking any of those questions. <laughs> you don't ask people at your work this. He said he was mentoring her. Welcome to your first date, Katie. Uh, you sleep with a lot of older men? <laughs> Do you like the fat ones? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> um, he was just, you know, trying to be friendly with her, mentor her. That was, yes. it was, that was mentorship. <laughs> there is nothing, you know, you know, put the lotion in the basket about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> definitely mentorship. That's what normally women think of when they think of having a mentor. I call it mentorship, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that, uh, she said that in June, um, that the governor, 63, she's 25, complained to her about being lonely during the pandemic, mentioning he can't even hug anyone before oh, turning Jesus. to her and saying, who did I last hug? And she said she tried to dodge the question by responding that she missed hugging her parents. And he was like, no, I mean, like, really hugged somebody. Uh, He never tried to touch her, she said, but the message of the episode was unmistakable to her. I understood that the governor wanted to sleep with me and felt horribly uncomfortable and scared and was wondering how I was going to get out of it and assumed it was the end of my job. She disclosed the interaction to his chief of staff and was transferred to another job as a health policy advisor on the other side of the (coughs) Capitol. Transferred away. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, the governor did not deny that he asked Miss Bennett personal questions. He said in the statement he would have no further comment until the review concluded. Um, and in particular, um, she said that she had talked to him about um, her experience in surviving a sexual attack and um, and that he then used this to uh, talk to her more, ask her more inappropriate questions about her dating life. Um she said she saw him as more of a father figure and wasn't thinking of anything sexual. Uh, but she texted her mother about this at the time. She said he had a lot to say and was very emotional and serious and asked me a lot of questions. He got emotional, not me. Um, but then in May, she said she arrived at the Capitol to find Mr. Cuomo already at work. She was there to drop off some briefing papers, but Cuomo was chatty, asking her about her love life and in a gossipy way whether she was involved with other members of the governor's staff. She memorialized the conversation in an exchange with um, another staff member in texts. Uh, she said she had mentioned a speech she was scheduled to give about her experience as a survivor of sexual assault. And she said she was taken aback by Cuomo's seeming fixation on that element of her life experience. The way he was repeating, you were raped and abused and attacked and assaulted and betrayed over and over again while looking me directly in the eyes was something out of a horror movie, she wrote in a text to her friend. It was like he was testing me. She said she viewed that meeting as the turning point in our relationship. Anything before, I now see differently. She said, I now understand that that was grooming. 
she said also that he started to ask questions about her personal life, including whether she was monogamous and had sex with older men. She told her friends she was shaken and upset at the time and worried even about writing it down. Um, and when her friends asked if he'd done anything physical, she responded no, but his words were as explicit as they could be. So, uh, there you go. She goes on to say, he asked me if I believed if age made a difference in relationships. He also asked me in the same conversation if I have ever been with an older man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told her he's fine with anyone above the age of 22. Mighty noble of him. <laughs> he's Generous. 25, yeah. <sighs> so, uh, you're starting to get a, a sense of where this guy is, and I think he's... Uh, Le jeu sans fait. The game is up. Your bleep is mine. That's from what movie else? I don't know. Ferris Bueller. Oh. I actually had a Ferris call into the show today. I was on WTIC. Wow. In Hartford. Mm-hmm. There are rumors that I'll be there tomorrow, 19 noon as well. Guy named Ferris. He dropped off, though. I was going to ask him about his name. He probably was afraid of that. Okay, I think that is just about it for us, Alice. Unless you had anything else in the in the, in I the do, Chad Pagram. I do want to talk about um, Don McNeil, formerly of the New York Times, has posted a tell-all about what occurred. And it is more insane than you would think. This is the health writer who was covering coronavirus who a few years mm-hmm. ago talked about, was it using the N-word or something? Was it? Yeah, so... Um, he got asked, Daily Beast was going to publish this story that he used the N-word on a trip to Peru and um, asked him, emailed him to ask for comment. And he wanted to respond, explaining that um, that he, you know, used it in a way like he said, um, he said it in context as like not he wasn't saying it to somebody he was asking somebody right, an analytical they were talking about, about the element that is the word right so they were um here's what he r- wanted to write when the daily beast emailed him asking for comment on this he wanted to write i did use the word in this context a student asked me if i thought her high school's administration was right to suspend a classmate of hers for using the word in a video she'd made in 8th grade i said did she actually call someone a offending word in quotes or was she singing a rap song or quoting a book title or something so but apparently on the Mm -hmm. trip to peru he actually said the offending word when the student explained that it was the student who was white and jewish sitting with a black friend and the two were jokingly insulting each other by calling each other offensive names for black people and jews i said she was suspended for that two years later no i don't think suspension was warranted somebody should have talked to her but any school administrator should know that 12 year olds say dumb things it's part of growing up so that was the context in which he said the N-word. Uh, he also said he had been asked if he believed in white privilege. And he thought that um, he did believe in white privilege, but it takes different forms in different systems. So what happened and to this guy? So what is so he was- got he got there was a big meeting mm-hmm. two years after this happened yes. with uh, Nicole Hannah Jones. And oh, good. he was whacked. So, but the Times never let him respond to the Daily Beast email the mm-hmm. way he wanted to. They told him he was only allowed to say my comments were offensive and I should not have made okay. them and I apologize. So, but now. Um, and he said he didn't feel he did anything wrong. And um, they went back and forth about the language, if he should say, you know, how he should respond to it. And they said, they kept telling him the people... Um, you know, back and forth with the people internally in the Times, he's emailing back and forth, like what he's allowed to say back. And um, 
the Times keeps saying it's insensitive, um, and they they ended up you know starting to get calls about it once the the beast the Daily Beast story dropped, and he felt the story was inaccurate, but uh, he didn't. I don't think he understood what was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he understood what a big deal it was. So he said, in in my mind, I'm still a relatively obscure science reporter covering diseases no one else is interested in. And the Peru trip had just been one distant weekend in a long career. But from the phone calls I got the next day and from a February 10 Vanity Fair article, I now know that the Times management had taken it far more seriously than I realized. Top management had met by Zoom with black reporters. There were department by department Zoom meetings about it. Slack channels were aflame, which I didn't know because I avoid Slack unless I'm forced to use it. The Guild held an emergency meeting of its unit council. I was on the council, but I don't know if I was invited since those messages go to a non-Times email I sometimes forget to check for days. Word that McNeil had refused to apologize had spread. <laughs> Dean said the staff was very upset. This is the, the editor, Dean mm-hmm. Paquette. He knew I was not racist, he said, but I was too stubborn, and if I could apologize, it would help. I said I had been willing to apologize on Thursday, but I had wanted to explain that the article had false accusations. Uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Articles about the staff's anger began appearing online. I still felt that revealing all the details would calm the situation, but it was made clear to me that what the Times wanted was a minimum of detail, reference only to my use of a slur, and an apology as broad and deep as I could make to everyone who felt aggrieved. Uh, (laughs) Cecilia, Suzanne, and I struggled from 3 p.m. to nearly 9 p.m. to agree on wording. I complained that theirs sounded like groveling and implied the B story was accurate. We went through many drafts. By 9 p.m. I was exhausted and hungry and said, fine. I sent it to Dean, managing editor Joe Kahn, and deputy managing editor Matt Purdy. Uh, The next morning, Celia checked with Danielle and conveyed her message that my statement needs to be more comprehensive in responding. Celia drafted a new paragraph saying the students had misunderstood what I'd said about white privilege, both of which, of course, exist. It also mentioned the blackface issue that he had also talked about. Neither email was answered. I spent the weekend with my girlfriend at her mother's in Long Island. For me, the weekend was a long blur of answering emails and calls and phone calls from friends saying how outraged they were at the Beast article and how the Times was handling it. I wrote a detailed potential reply to the Beast article summarizing what had really happened. I sent it to a few friends and leaders of the Guild. Then he wrote a note to Nicole Hannah-Jones. He heard nothing back that day but received other notes from friends. On Monday, February 1, Dean and Carol Ryan called me at 10.30 a.m., As I remember it, Dean started off by saying, Donald, you had a great year. You really owned the story of the pandemic. As soon as I realized he was talking in the past tense, I became tense and started (laughs) taking notes. Donald, I know you, he went on. I know you're not a racist. We're going ahead with your Pulitzer. We're writing to the board telling them we looked into this two years ago. But Donald, you've lost the newsroom. People are hurt. People are saying they won't work with you because you didn't apologize. I did write an apology. I said I sent it to you Friday night. I sent another paragraph on Saturday morning. Didn't you get it? Dean didn't answer. I saw it, Carolyn said. But Donald, Dean said, you've lost the newsroom. A lot of your (laughs) colleagues are hurt. A lot of them won't work with you. Thank you for writing the apology, but we'd like you to consider adding to it that you're leaving. Senior editor saying you've lost the newsroom as if the newsroom is supposed to be the tribunal. The people who work for me won't work with you anymore. I'm sorry. I can't control them. It can't be You've done. You've lost the newsroom. My God. they really <laughs> did. There really was a coup. How fascinating. Hi, Dad. Wow. Hi, Cyril. It's good to see you again. I never see you enough, I feel like, especially when we're doing the podcast. I was hoping you could join us more, if you don't mind, if you're not uh, indisposed. I'm sorry, Tom. You've lost the kids. 
You've yep. lost the kids. Um, but we'll let you know what they plan to do to Tom to oust him on Twitter. Uh, that's at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can write us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can check out our YouTube channel. That's Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube. You can subscribe there or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. You can write comments, leave a review, all that good stuff. Say life. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.